Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you smartinized. Today's episode... The economy just got a lot worse for me. Economists will talk about an acceptable level of unemployment. Now, obviously, too high a level of unemployment is bad for business because people aren't spending money. People aren't patronizing businesses, and that's bad for the economy. But there's also such a thing as having too low an unemployment. Imagine, for instance, if you had zero unemployment... It would be almost impossible for a business to expand because it wouldn't be able to hire more people. So you want some pool of unemployed people. What you consider an acceptable level of unemployment depends largely on whether or not you have a job. And when you're trying to come up with the magic number, what the acceptable level is, talking with someone that's in the government... Well, most of their friends are working, so their number may not be too reliable. My number just went from 0% unemployment to 100% unemployment. Yeah, I got laid off again last week. This happens far, far too often in the IT industry with tech jobs. It's one of the first places that people cut back on, and... One of the sources, one of the best sources of jobs is with companies that are new, that are starting up. But quite often those companies fail. And so you get a job and the job's going good and and you're liking it and you're getting paid and you're paying your bills. And then all of a sudden their business model falls apart because of some stupid mistake that they've made or some unforeseen change in the market. And boom, you're out in the unemployment line once again. This has happened to me so many times. It's just, it's tiresome. Now, when I was a younger man, it wasn't such a big deal. A lot of times I'd get contract work, and the contract would be for a year or two, and and it wasn't all that uncommon for me to be out of a job on Friday and walk into another one on Monday, or maybe be unemployed for a week or two before I found something. Once I got laid off, and I had a replacement job before I had finished packing up my stuff from that layoff. I hadn't left the building yet. I had been working for a place called Enable Software, and they had layoffs, and I got caught up in those. Much to the consternation of my boss, she was upset that I was one of the people on the list. And I went to work for another company, Tri-State Cash Registers. They had been in business for 16 years, and I went to work for them, and they went out of business in about a year. And when they laid me off, while I was gathering up my stuff, I logged into the bulletin board system that I had built for Enable. It was a support BBS. And a few years before, management had complained that we were too clicky in the support department. It was a fairly large department. And we responded to that by naming our click the cool people. And there was a private secret little chat room for us on the BBS that only... About, uh, I don't know, I think there were like five or six of us that knew about it. So while I'm packing up my stuff to leave tri-state cash registers, 
I logged into the Enable BBS, and there were two friends of mine in this little secret chat room. And I said, hey, guess what? I just got laid off. You got any positions open there? And they said, hold on, wait a second. They came back a few minutes later and said, uh, Kim wants to know if you can come in on Tuesday. So that was really cool. I got laid off on Thursday and went back and got hired the following Tuesday at the job that I had had before. And then I worked there for another five years. It was a total of like 10 years with the same company with a one-year hiatus in the middle. And that was the longest I've ever had a tech job. You know, a lot of times they were short-term contracts, three months here, six months there. Sometimes those would turn into real jobs. But even then, a year, two years, three years tops, and I was back in the market looking again. Now, I'm not asking for your sympathy, and I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for me. I've actually got a few good leads to go to. I've got a couple of job interviews tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Got my interview suit all nicely pressed and uh, some new shirts and, and going in there feeling pretty positive and confident about either of these. I want to find something really quick because what happens if you wait too long is you kind of get this stench of failure about you. And I certainly don't want that. And I've also had times when the unemployment ran out and I ended up working at some $8 an hour job somewhere and generally those are back-breaking and soul-crushing and just terrible. In fact, you can go back and listen to, I think the fifth or sixth podcast I ever did was about working at Target. That was just a miserable, miserable job. Now, the problem, of course, is that I don't fail big enough. I've run businesses before. I've had some little businesses that I've started up and some of them were profitable for a while and then things changed so they weren't, so I closed them down. But I never was able to go to the government and say, my business is failing. Give me money. The auto industry has done that, and certainly the financial industry has done that, and those people are still getting their bonuses and their multi-million dollar paychecks. And now I'm also seeing some noise that the people who bought houses that they couldn't afford may be getting some government handouts to help them out. I find this really annoying because... I bought a house that I could afford, just barely afford, but nonetheless, it was within my means, and I've been paying my mortgage on it for a decade or two, and now the people who went out and bought houses they shouldn't have bought and couldn't have afforded are now going to get my money and your money to help them out. At least that's what's being talked about. We'll see what really happens. The government is spending a trillion dollars to bail out their buddies in the financial markets. These are all people who have created this problem themselves. I mean, it started with the Community Reinvestment Act. That was the pebble that started the avalanche, but they threw the boulders on. And now we're giving them a handout. Oh, because we can't let them fail. They're too big. Well, how about worrying about if I fail? Wouldn't that be terrible? So here's my proposal to the United States government. I would like a one-time payment of $1 million. That's it. Just one. Just once. That's all. You can keep your unemployment. You can even keep the IOUs that you've got stacked up in what is supposedly my Social Security account. I won't ask you for another dime. Just give me a million bucks. I'll be very careful with it. 
I'll live off the interest as much as I can. I'll continue to work. I like to work. But I'll be able to take jobs that maybe don't pay as well because I'll have the extra income from the interest of this million bucks. And what's a million bucks to the federal government? We spend more than that every quarter second. It's not even a rounding error. It's minor. It's trivial. You won't even miss it, Uncle Sam. I've got, oh, I don't know, 20 or 30 years left on this planet. And I'll make it last. I promise. I won't touch the principal, at least not very often. I'll let it grow. And it'll be a great investment for you. Again, no Medicaid, no Medicare, no Social Security, no nothing. Just give me one million dollars. That's all I ask. And that's it for this episode of the Quick Hits Podcast. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can just understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations. You've been smartenized. I got a lot of positive feedback on the last episode, The Bullies Always Win, which was good because I really, personally, I didn't think that was one of my better shows. Uh, It just didn't grab me the way that it grabbed a lot of you, which goes to show that a writer or an artist of any sort is always the worst judge of their own work. I remember back in the days when I was doing coffee houses and writing songs, I would do a song that I thought was magnificent. Oh, it was so smart, it was so clever, it had so many cool references to it. People were going to love it, and, and the audience reaction was a polite golf clap. And then I do something that I thought was just kind of stupid and goofy and wasn't really that great. And they loved it and they requested it and they thought it was wonderful. So that's why I rely on your feedback because uh, it's one of the reasons I rely on your feedback. I do love hearing from you folks. I really do. Hitman at DaveHit.com. Go to DaveHit.com, spelled with two T's. You will find my email address everywhere. I also put it in the MP3 tags of the podcast. I don't know if anybody looks at it. I also wanted to do a shout-out and a thanks to the folks who volunteered to help me proofread the Smartenizer. For those of you unfamiliar with it, the Smartenizer is a every-other-week newsletter that I started sending out. And it'll just have one particular subject, something that I know a little something about, and talks about it. It's quick. It's something that you can just read through very quickly. And it's been getting a really good response. But the first couple that I sent out had some embarrassing and rather stupid mistakes in it. So I put out a call for proofreaders and several people said, yeah, I'll do that. And they saved me from putting out some embarrassing and rather stupid mistakes. The problem is being slightly dyslexic and reading my own stuff, I see words that I left out. You know, I, I read it and I know what I meant and it's right in there. And what's cool is several different people have signed up to do it and I'll have one person find error one two and six and I'll have another person find error one three and five so it works out really well and I just wanted to say thanks to those of you who are doing it I really do appreciate it and if you would like to read the Smartenizer just go to david.com go to the quick hits blog and you'll see a tab there for the Smartenizer just sign up it's free 
And every two weeks or so, you will be getting an issue in your email box. I'm sending them out now. I used to send them out on Sunday nights. Now I'm sending them out late on Monday nights because that gives a little more time for the proofreading and the final polishing. So it'll arrive in your email box on Tuesday mornings. I've also put something new on that blog. It's uh, the store. And it's just a reference to, there's only like a half a dozen books on there. They're all through Amazon. But if you would like to help out the Quick Hits podcast, if the next time you're going to buy anything from Amazon, you go to the store and you click on store and you click on any one of those items and get into Amazon that way, I'll get a commission on anything you buy. It won't affect your price at all, but it'll put a few bucks in my pocket, which would be nice. And I would appreciate that very much. That's about it for this week. I know this one's been really late, but I've been uh, getting my resumes polished and my cover letters clean and been a little bit busy and preoccupied. I don't know if I'll have one for you on the 15th. I will give it a shot, though. I've got an idea I've been playing with for that one. It's going to take a little development time, but I think uh, I think that one might be uh, one of the more interesting ones. But whether it is or not, I'll have to depend upon you to let me know for sure. And there's nothing left to say except to remind you that the Quick Hits podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Seriously.